This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.blogspot.com. Welcome to the Blueprint Review Podcast. End of year podcast. End of year special mega podcast. It's also episode 20, which is a nice round. Ah, oh, happy birthday and to us. I think last episode, not the exact date, but last episode was pretty much our one year birthday. And we did nothing for it. No, we forgot. <laughs> but yeah, it's been Useless. pretty much a year, which is quite impressive. And yeah. It's like how you've forgotten about your first wedding anniversary and now <laughs> scrabbling for a gift. Shh, don't tell everyone. No, I've uh, <laughs> all sort of. Anyway, so yeah, review of the year. So we, we are going to chat about a few films that we watched. Uh, but then later on we're going to move on and chat about our favourite films of the year, our worst films of the year, and a couple of other surprises of the year and stuff like that. So um, a general chat about what's been going on in 2000. Before we look back, should we look forward? Yes, let's look forward. <laughs> like what I did there. Oh, it's yeah, nice, nice segue. We're always good at segues. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Can you point been... them out? <laughs> yeah. There's been um, quite a few uh, big trailers. I know we're not talking about trailers, but there's been a few trailers for some of the big releases. Are there any of the big releases that you guys are excited about? I guess we don't know about the smaller ones yet. Um, yeah, I mean, the things. I mean, obviously, Descendants is coming out soon. That's still this year. Not seen it. Looking forward to that. And um, obviously, all this kind of summer blockbusters. I'm kind of looking forward to all of them. You know, uh, and obviously, the Prometheus looks really good. Mm. Um, and then even. You know, Batman, although I was pretty underwhelmed by the trailer, I still think, I'm looking forward to it ending. I still think it'll be a great film. He's yeah. a great bad guy as well. Yeah. They're all solid. I've always yeah. found them a little bit overrated. But yeah, so, yeah same here. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, even Spider-Man, which I'm kind of expecting to be shit across the board, kind of looking forward to it. Um, Is the Avengers out this year? Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that could be quite good fun. Robert Downey Jr. usually ups the game of any film. Well, with a few exceptions. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I don't we'll know. Actually, I, might, I might regret saying that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm kind of looking forward yeah. to that. And then obviously, and obviously, Jack and the Giant Killer who's coming out this summer. I'm kind of looking forward to that in a sort of a weird way. But I suppose the film I'm most looking forward to, which in a weird way will probably be on a lot of critics' best film of 2011, but it's only just come out this year for us, and with none of us have seen it, is The Artist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh that looks lovely. Yeah. It's incredible. It's out in London, I think, or something like that. But. Yeah, we we don't know when we get it. If, if yeah, ever. so yeah, so um, what about it's you? It's on at my little arty cinema next week. I'll try and catch it and let you know. But it looks beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I'm quite excited about that. I'm uh, <laughs> on the trashier end of the spectrum. I, I I'm looking forward to Expendables too. <laughs> I'm sure no one else is. But Did, didn't loads of crew die making that film? If they did, it makes me want to watch it more. <laughs> <laughs> These deaths are real. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't hear that, but um, maybe. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think only one person, I think one oh, stunt person okay. died. Okay, I just exaggerated. But no, it does, the, the new trailer came out for that, and uh, it gives you everything you need. It shows the new people. We've got Chuck Norris added, Van Damme, and also it's got Schwarzenegger with a massive gun, so... <laughs> 
It's going to be awesome. How many times have you masturbated to that trailer, Dave? <laughs> I'm masturbating to it right now, actually. Yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, that looks good. The Hobbit. I know you're not a big Lord of the Rings fan, but the yeah, Hobbit, I'm looking forward to the Hobbit. I'm looking forward to the Hobbit. Oh, but the, the, aside from yeah. the fact that Lord of the Rings is the most overrated film series of all time, oh. the Hobbit looks awful. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I've got to say, it's... I've not been overly impressed by the Hobbit trailer. It's like made for Down syndrome people. It's like Lord of the Rings for dib dobs. I don't know. I think it it, it retains the Lord of the Rings feel. It's uh, I'm looking forward to it. The only thing that worries me and really bothers me is that he's fleshed out two films. And it's yeah, just, that's my concern it's as well. The same it's just going to be Peter Jackson's like, King Kong. It's like let's make it as long as we can. It's like no. It, it's mm. worth a lot shorter, but uh, he loves making mm. shit longer than it needs to be. Yeah. He's got no Lord of the Rings. The original cuts were loads longer than they needed to be. It's extended cuts. It's like fucking Chinese torture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I can watch as many hours as but they give me. Of Lord I'm of the looking Rings forward to the Hobbit. I wasn't overly impressed by the trailer. Yeah. Cool. I think singing for half of the trailer when it's not really a musical. There's a lot of songs in the wrong. book. I can sort of see where he's going. I know, but, still. But, but to be singing... I mean, that's pretty much half of that trailer yeah. is a song. Yeah. Have they finished filming? I don't really filming? understand how that's supposed to be enticing. Mm. Sorry, Linz? That's probably because they're... They've made a trailer full of fluff because it'll be so much fucking post-production needed to make everybody the right size and shit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah it's clearly an artistic yeah. choice yeah. for the trailer. Yeah, yeah. But it is a bit... Yeah, it's not... Yeah. But I'm still excited, and I'm, I am. It would have been fun to have seen it all packed into one really good action-packed film because it's such a good story. Yeah. But yeah. you know, whatever. I'll go with it. It story. always looks lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, here's hoping it's it's worth it. I think I was just going to add actually the reason it is extended. Someone was telling me that he's adding loads of stuff from the appendices of Lord of the Rings. It's like, that was Lord of the Rings as well. <laughs> brilliant. It's like whacking in the the stuff Tolkien didn't think was good enough. Yeah. yeah. So from the index, it's just explains a load Look about what stuff. I know. Yeah. Pretty much. But, but uh, yeah, well, makes a better story. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still interested. But, uh, but yeah. yeah. And just think after next year, there'll be no more Twilight films, so we won't have to suffer that fucking bullshit any longer. Thank fuck. <laughs> I've not suffered any of it anyway. I've not seen any of them, but I just cannot handle the... the, the you just don't just like the fact that they exist, Morning. Well, I just don't like... No, I don't like the fact that they exist. You're spot on there, Laura. They're just shit. And it's a shit story. It's like, get a grip, Bella. It's just... Oh, anyway, we'll get on to the... Uh, that's that's for a different podcast. Yeah. But carry on. Cool. <laughs> Anything over. else anyone else looking forward to? No, I think no, that's, that's pretty much Shit, it. yeah, then coming Money up. Born. <laughs> I think Moneyborn will be all right. That came out ages ago. Which one? Moneyball. It came, it came out ages ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's not out here, is it? All oh, right. Yeah, know, yeah. Maybe, maybe not in Backwardville. <laughs> uh, excuse me, we're less backward than you are. Let's be fair. We've got so, three so we've had Moneyball. <laughs> really? Now, did I just miss it? Yeah, probably. Oh, it, okay, it didn't. So it I didn't. Just... It wasn't showing there many places. I guess a baseball film's never going to do well in Britain, but it did. It's been out. It was out oh. in Lincoln, which is a good. Whatever stuff yeah, that. Anyway. There's going to be loads of great films, I'm sure. Loads. Cool. Of, ultimately, the best films. That we'll be chatting about this time next year will be none of the films we've mentioned. <laughs> yeah, it's always the case. Surely. Yeah. So, what films? Just before we get onto the ultimate point of the <clears> podcast, <throat> what films have we seen over the over the Christmas period? Uh, I've seen Hugo. I'm going to go first. I'm going to jump straight in there. I never go stuff. first. Um, seen Hugo. Yeah. Uh, wasn't impressed with it to be honest. No. It could have been a lot better. And what was most annoying about it? I'll get into this in a minute though. What was most annoying about it is you could within watching it you could really see its potential 
and it just wasn't delivering. Um, but it's about a young lad. I reckon you should tell Scorsese that. Well, like, I, I, but, so you've got potential, but <laughs> can I come to that? No, meet? I mean I think he's, but that's the point. I think he's brilliant, and that you could see his brilliance in that film. It was almost like every time it had the potential to deliver something amazing and fantastical and beautiful, it just didn't quite get there. Not for me. Um, but yeah, it's about a young boy who uh, who who loses both his parents. Um, we see glimpses of his father and over his mother, and um, he ends up working as um, oh, I don't even know what you a call clockwinder. it. Clockwinder in in. Uh, the station, the main station in Paris, that was it, Gardner? Gardner, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then he so he he sort of begs, steals, and well, pretty much steals to survive. And it's about what happens when one of the um, shopkeepers catches him stealing. Uh, and this, I don't know how much I can say about that shopkeeper actually without ruining the film. For yeah, you don't yeah. need to say too much. You don't need to. Yeah, but but anyway, yeah, basically, it's about this this journey that he goes on when he meets this shopkeeper and also this shopkeeper's goddaughter and him and the goddaughter go on a little adventure together. Um, he's also got this um, kind of robot. What was it called? Automaton. <laughs> Automaton that he's trying to fix, um, and that's partly why he, he sort of gets caught by this shopkeeper. It's an animation, isn't it? No, yeah, no, 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 and um, he gets no. caught by this toy no. toy maker shopkeeper for stealing, trying to steal parts of this automaton, and he's convinced that this automaton has got a message from his dead father, which is why he's trying to fix it. And so he then goes on this like sort of journey that just wasn't fantastical enough for me, and just didn't deliver. And then there's all this, there's loads of stuff in it about filmmaking and about that's early filmmaking. That's what interests George, me about the film. George Melier. Yeah. Um, and so there's loads of stuff in about that which is really beautiful but it pretty much is just showing his films there's nothing more to it than that and it's just I don't know it just it felt a little bit like Scorsese's ode to Melier to me a lot of the time and it just it, so it was doing that rather than delivering on the story it's me. probably why he took on the film I imagine because yeah. he doesn't he's not known for doing kids films obviously and I think but he's a great lover of cinema. He's always... I th- yeah, I think yeah. it is his ode to cinema. Yeah. I think that's the point of it. Yeah. Um, but he lacked on story. Because yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there isn't... The, the, I mean, the story <clears throat> is really slight, but it is almost... I mean, the problem I have with it is that it almost creates drama and story out of nothing. And it is like mm-hmm. even this search for... I mean, the idea of him building this automaton... I, that's a, okay, I get that. That's a story. But it's so slight, and that drives everything else, but it doesn't really connect... Like, everything that happens with this filmmaker doesn't really... It's not coherent. It doesn't really make loads of sense on why he's actively seeking out this this film director and all these pieces of work. And then another thing it does to try and create some sense of drama was um, his... Um, Sasha, uh, Borat, what's his name? Sasha, Sasha Bowen Cohen, Cohen, whatever, yeah. yeah. He's in it, and it is this, this sort of comedic foil, I suppose. And he's the station guard... And the kid has got a, is always running away from him, but it doesn't make any sense. He really. sends children to orphanages. That's yeah, and it but... doesn't really make sense that of, of why it's there just to create some drama mm. of him of the kid, what seemingly for not much reason other than he sees him running away, and then there being a mini chase sequence. But it doesn't really fit. Mm. It's not necessary. And then he's also got this subplot falling in love with a flower girl, Bora who I'm going to refer to him as now, and it's like, <laughs> that is completely super, it's completely unnecessary, and it just feels a little bit 
forced to give it a bit of drama because there's no drama to it. And it does other weird things where nothing much happens, yet the way it's directed and designed is that it's a big event, but yeah. it's not. Like, there's a bit where the girl, they're just running away, and the girl falls over... And then it does this sort of effect of, like, she's being stampeded upon by people in the train station. And there's, like, this really shit 70s effect of, like, people standing on her. And then the kid kind of runs back over and then picks her up. But it's quite poor, so poorly done. Like, when he picks her up, it's just like, he's just picking her up off the floor. But it tried to, it's, it's hard to explain, mm. but it's just so weird. It's just like, she fell over, you picked her up, but you've tried to make out as if it's a big, dangerous, it's yeah. really odd. And it, it, it does, did that a few times of creating these moments of drama that are just completely unnecessary. Mm. Really weird. But, um, and, and I also thought the 3D was pretty average as well. Like, I, I was looking forward to that because, you know, people have been banging on about it. Like, it's another showcase of great 3D. It was actually shot and designed with 3D in mind. And I thought, no, it didn't, didn't really blow me away, the 3D of it. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, a lot of people hate 3D. I don't hate it at all, but no, I thought it's just really disappointing. I think, like you said, it did have a lot of potential, but didn't, yeah, it just didn't do it for me at all. It is a bit of a cinema wank fest, yeah. to be yeah, honest. I can imagine genuinely gutted that it didn't do what you wanted it to. Bit well, like, I, no. The thing was, when I went to see it, I wasn't expecting much from it anyway, because what was weird was the trailer had made, almost made it out to be some sort of, cheesy children's film yeah, that it, it wasn't at all and that's why I wasn't really looking forward to it so I wasn't expecting much anyway then when I started watching it it sort of seemed like it was building up to some sort of fantastical adventure story so I started to get excited and then suddenly it wasn't and so it was a really weird journey mm. that film was from trailer to the end of watching it yeah it's not bad it's, it's class it's absolute class when you're watching it you can't really fault the kind of performance on oh, no, well actually you can, can fault the girl who I think is great the, what's her name um, Chloe, Chloe Moretz yeah. her accent is fucking abysmal her she's English she's supposed accent. to be English yeah oh god mm. it's painful absolutely see painful. I read an interview with her where she was saying that um, she she had to basically beg for the part like she begged her agent to get it because they were only casting English girls and then she went in and like he didn't know who she was and like she went in speaking in an English accent from the start and he's like, oh, English accent's flawless. Like, he thought she was English. Well, what does fuck the score say, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She should have just gone the full Yorkshire. Should have gone the full Sean Bean. <laughs> no, Jane did that. Oh, we'll oh we might be All spoiling things. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm Sean Bean. So, no? No. No. No, disappointing. No. Boo. Socks. Yeah. Well, uh, Dave will love it. <clears throat> well, I think... <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll bring up our next one then, uh, and I think we all did. I, I think we all seen, We've seen, it. All seen I, it. Yeah, we have all seen it. Um, well, we watched it together. But I'm not sure about you, Lynn's, but, uh, but yeah, it was Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol or Mission Impossible was, Four. Yeah. Um, I must admit, actually, for once, uh, from watching, I'm not well. I've not spoken to you about it yet, Lynn's, but actually, for once, walking out of the cinema, I was probably the most disappointed with this film, which is usually the way around. <laughs> I usually like like everything. Okay, but uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously Mission Impossible, you know what it's about, it's it's a Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise gets a mission that's quite difficult, and they have, to try and, uh, they have to try and solve it, blah blah blah, um, but yeah, I don't know, I enjoyed it, I wouldn't say it was bad at all, I thought it was good fun, um, it's, got, it's well paced, uh, some amazing set pieces in it, 
But for me, I just found it a bit silly, a bit too silly. I think for me, for like a Mission Impossible film, I don't, it doesn't need to be mega serious, but I don't know. I, it's always more of the actual mission stuff that's more important to me. In here, there's a bit more, a lot of humour in there that didn't always work. It wasn't like cringe inducing. I, I get worried because Simon Pegg in the last Mission Impossible film was a bit annoying, and he can be a bit annoying in, in these sort of, in like uh, Star general. Trek and stuff like that. I don't mind him in some stuff. I, I, I used to love Spaced. But I think yeah. I, I, in films, I, I've, I've not really got into any of his film roles, to be honest. Um, so I was worried about him, but he wasn't, he wasn't too bad. He, he was all right. But, but again, there's a lot of like silly humour and some of, the, some of the things that actually happen, some of the plot is just bollocks. It's just, I don't know, it just annoyed me a bit how silly it was. I, I wanted it to be a little bit more serious because the potential was there. I thought it was, it was well-directed, well-paced. And as I say, the set pieces I thought were awesome. The the bit on the massive, um, the, in the, um, uh, what's it called again? <laughs> in in the uh, tower. Dubai, in that's the, it. Oh, the, the, build, the massive the tall building. Yeah, yeah, the really tall building. That bit was amazing. Yeah. And uh, and like the chase afterwards in all the. Um, oh, the dust cloud the was ludicrous. There was some some awesome set pieces. I also loved this the end the end when he's in the car park and they're all. Using it, and those the cars are all getting moved around and stuff. That was awesome. So yeah, as a, as a blockbuster, it was fun. It was entertaining. I did enjoy it, but it, I don't know. I was just a little let down by it. I think I, I'm quite a fan of the Mission Impossible films. It set the second one which is a bit shit, but um, the third so, one. Yeah, no, I I really I really enjoyed. There was the third no plot one. to the third one. They I were thought, chasing some invisible no, item. I thought the third what? one was a lot was better than the fourth one, to be honest. So no, no I was I was slightly wrong, disappointed, Dave. but um, it was okay. Well, I like the no. third one as well. I. I no, yeah. no. What the fuck with the rabbit foot yeah. and the Humpty Dumpty and the? There's no point to this film because we don't know what he's chasing and we never find out what he's chasing. The third it's one was bollocks. No, the third one there's 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 more to it. He's he's trying to sort his his wife that's in danger. There's more more yeah. on the table. More at stake. Yeah, more at stake. Yeah. I quite like the stake. ridiculousness of the fourth one. I was like, yeah, of course, let's go to Dubai and climb a massive fucking building. I don't think it was that ridiculous. No, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily ridiculous. I just found there's a lot of silly little. It was just there was just a lot of silly little things. It's not on a grand scale. I don't care if it's a bit over the top and and a bit ridiculous. It's more just more just some a bit bit too much humour that didn't really work, and a bit um, and just a a few of the a few. It's more like little detail that just bugged me. Some things that just wouldn't happen. It was just a bit stupid. Did you find it? And I don't know. If this is because of who directed it. Do you think it was a bit cartoony? Like I Tom think the very beginning. It? Yeah. I thought the first 10, 15 minutes were really sloppy. Yeah. The sound effects were very cartoony. That grated on me quite a lot. But even like oh, the beginning. Like yeah, it was really yeah. Like, yeah. over the top sound. But in the beginning, like when. The first guy died, and then it kind of went to the phone, and it had assassin with a picture yeah, on it. I was yeah. like, "What?" And then, the, well, that's the, what I mean, stuff like that. Just oh, the no, cartoonies like annoyed me. I kind of, I kind of like the. Be- I liked it from start to finish. In the, be- I like the beginning. I like the cartoony thing. Really, but I yeah. think I don't know. There's something in me that I sort of like it when action films are like that. When they're that little yeah. bit over the top, but they also have a bit of weight to them. And that's, yeah, I they're like an action opera. Delivered on that. Yeah. Action opera, I like it. That would be an awesome. I didn't find it opera. It's more like um, action panto, but hmm. well, yeah, but just little like stupid stuff, like you know, he kept missing entrances by like he wasn't perfect. He kept missing entrances by like a millimeter. And every single time, the same joke a million times. <laughs> yeah, I quite liked it though. I like those not as a joke, but just as a fact. More realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, those I mean, yeah, I really, I really liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I, I did have an. I kind of enjoyed the beginning, but at the beginning I did think, oh, this is going to be full of yeah. really sloppy, 
like even the performances of like when that the kind of the main woman. I actually thought she was quite good actually as an action yeah. female star. I thought she was quite good. But like when mm-hmm. she was like crying to the body, and that was a bit like oh god. And I th- thought that because it's his first live action, he'd really struggle with it. But I, after that, I thought it was really good. I mean, the the biggest problem I had with it was that. Um, and, I'm, and I don't know if people disagree with this, but biggest problem I had with it was just that like there was too much conflict in it. There's too every, like too much went wrong in it. Was my biggest problem. Like every single thing they wanted to do failed. Every single not one thing went seamlessly. Like in even Mission Impossible, it's usually in the first half they'll do a mission. They'll have to do something really complex and amazing, and they accomplish it. And it shows us how amazing they are. And you know, I th- I love watching that. I love watching people very good at their job. And then later on, it all goes wrong. But in this, literally every single one of their plans they had to change and then improvise and and then re get located somewhere else. And and the, you know, in a way, dramatically for me, what it did was because everything goes wrong. By the end, it sort of desensitizes you to any sort of peril or yeah. or anything like that. But when things go well, when something does go wrong, it kind of heightens it. So in a way, dramatically, it was sort of weakened towards the end, and it became a little bit pure entertainment. When you you know Mission Impossible films, the first and the third one, you know I, you know using about like I like them with a bit of weight. I genuinely think they have got a lot of weight, and I think they're yeah. classy sort yeah. of blockbusters in a way. Yeah. And and and, and, it, and that was, but it just you know it wasn't perfect, but. Yeah. But I did. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's interesting with the Mission Impossible films how different they all are to me. Mm. I think like the first one's got this weird. It's a bit more of a style exercise, and it's more movie. Do they and all stuff. have different directors? Oh yeah, 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 and they're very different styles. Then the second one you've got is just John Woo doing his thing, but badly. Um, <laughs> and the third one's got more of a because it's it was JJ uh, JJ Abrams. Abrams. It's a bit more like just ridiculous. No, not necessarily ridiculous. It's more like a, a TV style. It's a bit more like tight. It's I don't know, more just fun and not too over the top, so I think. I think it's got some ridiculous bits in, but I, I think the other films are a lot more over the top, to be honest. And, uh, yeah, they've all got a bit of a different feel. And this, this, as you say, I think because of his cartoon background, I think it did have a bit of a silly, goofy sort of st- style, which is what bothered me a little bit, as yeah, you say. Yeah, it worked for me. But, yeah. And actually, I mean, another thing, like Simon Peck, I wasn't <clears throat> expecting much from this film. I don't know why. I watched the first one years and years ago and did enjoy it, but for some reason never watched any more and just suddenly decided that I didn't really like Mission mm. Impossible for whatever reason, because <laughs> that's just on stupid. But So I wasn't expecting much from it, and I particularly Simon Pegg, I think everybody would agree, that he's just annoying, and I was just thinking, oh, it's just going to be so much nonsense. I don't think him. everybody would agree with that. But, yeah. well, no, but <laughs> Simon Pegg you know, probably wouldn't. But... but I think that like I actually quite liked his, in this, the moments of, Humor. Some of them were a bit too much, but yeah, he wasn't too like, bad. Actually, yeah. those silly. When he just because he was reined in, he was better yeah. than he was he in the was third better. one. And yeah, he was in most of other. No, things. no. As I say, it wasn't necessarily him. It was just overall, as we say, this whole comic book silly, goofy sort of the whole just the tone of the film. Okay, yeah. It's not necessarily just some dodgy gags I, in there. Yeah, I don't. I exactly expected that. As I say, it was more just an overall tone of just being a bit silly. <laughs> I don't know. I did find that if you start, but I, I enjoyed it. it. Like, I asked halfway through why the bad guy would put on the mask of his underling and then go and retrieve something himself. And then I started, and I was like, well, why would he go? Because that's a dangerous... And then and if it's him under the... And, the, and if you start to question it, it all just falls oh, apart. Oh, that was the bit that pissed like, me off most. Why the fuck has he come to pick How did they not recognise them? Because surely they always get these little fucking briefcases with photos of who they're looking at. Surely they know yeah. what they fucking look like. That and they saw him in the Kremlin. They walked past each other. When yeah. he stole the... Um, well, you, although it is nice to have a good old-fashioned washing bag. No, but he was in disguise. But I, that bit I kind of just took as... 
then he just got those codes straight away. It was him. It made it more dangerous. Sure. Yeah, it would have made more sense if you didn't see his underling later on together. Yeah, because yeah, like, he could have said he's dead or. Why yeah. would he not send him? Why would he send himself into a potentially dangerous situation? He, he wanted them in his hands, maybe. Yeah, but he didn't. But that's really tenuous. Yeah, it, it, it should have cut. It, it should. My have, tenuous link, and I'm sticking with it. It doesn't work. It's weak. <laughs> but if he, if you did, if they weren't together later on in the film, it would have been okay. But because they yeah. were together still, it was like what? Yeah, it's like why have a dog and bark yourself? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. But no, overall, I enjoyed it. I came out of the cinema like, I want to fight bad guys and I'm awesome and I want to do stunts. And Jeremy Renner's all right as well. Yeah, he's okay. He yeah. Just Although I did find myself, I came out of it and I was like, well, why is he giving everything up to save a wife that he can't even be with? So if he can't be with her, she may as well be dead. Exactly. <laughs> I realised I was a bit heartless at the end of it. I was like, whoops. <laughs> fuck it, just fucking Although kill her. Although he's still at her from oh, a distance. your problems. <laughs> so what have you seen then, Linz? I saw, obviously, I saw Mission Impossible, and I think Sherlock's probably the only other major release I've seen, okay. um, which, yeah, which was a bit of an odd one. Like, it was good fun, but he loves that fucking, I'm going to piece it all together and then slow it down and then fast it back up effect. He used it so much and it started to drive me twitchy. And did you watch the BBC one with Benedict Cumberbatch no, and Mike no. Freeman? Oh, they did the same thing in that. They ripped where it off. Sherlock, well, I don't know if they... They didn't rip it off, per se, but yeah, they ripped it off, where Sherlock would look... They did it with, like, um... They used a lot of text on screen, so Sherlock would look, and, like, he'd look at somebody, and then the, all the words would pop up around them, like, smoker writes with his left hand, has a limp, blah, 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 mother's a drunk, whatever. Um, and it's just like, for fuck's sake, can we stop? And I found it... I find it with Guy Ritchie films, generally, he just likes to do that. Like, he kept doing it in Snatch with the planes and the drinking and... The, Oh, those quick anyway. edits with the exaggerated sound effects. Yeah, and then, and he, like, I really liked it in the first Sherlock because he only did it maybe twice where he pieced together no, he like, something and then you watched it happen again and it was really cool. But in the new one, it was like, oh, again? Again? Which means when he did do it, when he planned the little, like, the end move and then he changed it, on, it didn't really it. work because I was just like, for fuck's sake, Sherlock, just fucking do it. I don't see how you're going to do it. Just do it. But I enjoyed it. It wasn't as funny or as exciting as the first one. And I think that they wasted Moriarty. Moriarty? Moriarty. Yeah. Like, he was a bit... The plot was a bit thin. But I still enjoyed it. I like Jude Law as Watson as well. He works for me. Can I just say about your Guy Ritchie things, that I'm not a big fan of Guy Ritchie in his films, like his sort of more mo- modern-style films, I suppose. Gangster films. Gangster films, that. But I actually think that his style really works for... Sherlock Holmes, I really, I actually would completely disagree with you. Now, I really like it that he does all that. But so, all that. the thing like, is, I like it as a device, but every twenty minutes, it's like stop with yeah. the. Fuck the thing is, I mean, kind of Linz, I, I I agree, but I think for for almost, but for almost a different reason. I it it does work loads better in the first one. I, I watched the first one yeah. a, a couple of weeks ago as well because I, I remember Garage has not made a good film since Snatch. Let's be honest, and um. And then I watched Sherlock Holmes at the cinema, expecting it to be shit, and I was really surprised. I thought it was brilliant. And then I've not seen it That's since. Awesome. Yeah. I was looking forward to the second one. I watched it. I was really disappointed in it. And then I thought, did I just not... Is it just because I was surprised by Sherlock Holmes? So I watched Sherlock Holmes again, and it is still brilliant. Okay. And it, those bits do work better in the first one. You're right. There are a lot of them, though. There are still a lot of them. The thing is, he does them so much better in the first one than he does in the second one. That's is the that difference. what it is, then? Yeah, the actual style of them is quite different. In the first one, 
It is much more analytical. He's like, I'm going to do this because of this and then this, and it's much more methodical, and then you see it being executed. In the second one, maybe because he thinks the audience know the gimmick and know how it works, he doesn't need to be as clear, and it's just really rushed, and he goes, I'm going to do this, this, and he plays with it all the time, like, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and he does the first one, and then something else stops it, and it's just really messy. And I agree, they just don't work in it as well, at all. But I think it's more in the execution of it. Well, like one of the, the moments. I know, as the device, I like it, and I think it makes, like, I loved it in the first one. In yeah. the, um, it's the pit fight in the first one. Yes, Is that brilliant. when you first see it, which is just phenomenal. The first, I was like, that's an awesome little, little set piece. Yeah, because it's, it's so clear. It's, it's, you, it's him, it's working it out, it's methodical, it's, it's the brain behind Sherlock Holmes. But in the second one, it's almost mm. like, it's not the brain, it's like, this is how I'm going to bat a fuck out of this person. Mm. And it's just a bit mm. messy, and it's just, a, and none of them come off. They always yeah. end up going wrong, don't you, in the second one? So it's just, I mean, the whole film is, is it is, yeah, so everything is worse. Like you said, it's not as funny, it's not as clever, it's, the, the, the style isn't as ex- executed as well. It's just a, a poor version of the first, really. And like you say, the Moriarty character is a waste because, you know, Sherlock Holmes, I like the fact that he's a bit more of a, he's a bit of a druggie and a bit of a drunk and he's a bit brutal and he's violent, but ultimately the best thing about him is his brain. He's a smart boy. Yeah, and in the yeah. first one, he, 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 there's so much of, of him being clever, and that is what is exciting. And in the second one, when he's facing Moriarty, should we, so he should be even more clever. He's, he's not. Yeah, although I did like that, like because after we had the um, the, the big building coming down scene with the hooks and then whatever, I thought that I was really worried that, that it was going to end on some ridiculous fight scene like last time on the fucking Tower of London or whatever it was. Yeah. But actually, I like the fact that the end kind of, the end fight wasn't physical. I thought it kind of redeemed itself a little in my, I was like, oh, actually, because I thought it was going to be another big, massive fight. It had too many endings. Again, the last one had the same problem, though. It was yeah. like, how many endings does this film need to have? But um, I quite liked that there was a more of kind of a battle of brain. But yeah, even I then, thought... it was more of a battle of wit than a battle of brain. It was. I think it could have been executed better. Mm. It's like the idea is, is fantastic, where they're both doing... Although I hated the bit where Shakespeare, where Sherlock Holmes goes, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And then Moriarty, because he can clearly hear him, goes, don't you realise, fellow, I can do the same thing. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I it's like fucking scooby I don't remember that bit. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, don't you realise, fellow, I can do the same thing. You're going to... You know, and it's like, what? It's ridiculous. Maybe they have a little kiss. Love you, Sherlock. But yeah, and Stephen Fry was a, you know, quirky little cameo. It's kind of funny. I could have lived my whole life never seeing Stephen Fry's naked ass, though, to be honest. read any of Sherlock Holmes? Oh, yeah, I've read a few of the Sherlock Holmes. I've never read them. Jay loves them, but I've never read them. They're good fun. I like them. Yeah, you I'm, know about the Moriarty character and what ultimately happens. I've not read enough of them to know much about the history, okay. to be honest. I've just read a few of the shots, so I, I can't, I can't them in there. I can't talk about my big gripe with it because it kind of gives away the ending. But if you know the Sherlock Holmes books, and I don't, I'm no purist, I've never really read one, but I do know about the Moriarty character and what the big thing is about him. And it's sort, and that thing happened, and then it again, too many endings. It ended again. And it got so ridiculous, and that really, I didn't, didn't like that at all. Didn't stick anyway. true. Oh, another thing, yeah. because I watched the first one recently, it's not consistent, which is just <clears> weird, because <throat> Moriarty is mentioned a lot at the end of the first one, as killing, he's like his, his thing, and he's like, he kills the last person, or, and he's responsible for the ending and stuff like that, but then at the beginning of the second one, they're not quite sure that Moriarty's involved. 
but he is at the yeah. end of the first one. Yeah. I was really, really disappointed what they did with Irene Adler. I mean, to be honest, I was disappointed with her in the first film, and I don't really like Rachel. What's her face? But she yeah, just she that. was there, and then she oh, just yeah. died. Just, yeah. And I was waiting for it to be a big reveal. I was waiting for a big comeback scene from her where it's like he thinks she's gone, but she's not really. And it's just like so. That's how you kill the love of Sherlock's life. You just Although make her fucking vanish. That might happen in another film. You never know. Yeah, she is. No, she's dead. She's saying. long gone, man. Mariotti, Mariotti, Mariot, whatever. Um, it really, I was just, it just felt a little bit like they'd really rode on her being in all the trailers and stuff, but then they popped her off in like five minutes mm-hmm. in a really shit way. And it was just that. And Sherlock never really bo- was that bothered by it. <laughs> and it's like, hold on, wasn't she supposed to be like the only woman he ever loved? Yep. But nah. It is, it is another thing about it. I mean, it is. Sherlock Holmes 2 has the most simplistic storyline you can ever know. But it's told in the most incoherent way imaginable. It's the most confusing, simple story you'll ever see on screen. Is that a challenge? No, it is. Nothing will ever <laughs> beat it. But it's like, it is. It couldn't be more basic, yet I couldn't be more confused as I'm watching this thing. It's infuriating. It did feel like it we said about it, wasn't it? That it just. There wasn't enough to, to move the story on at the time. Anyway, I forgot. Don't know what you're on about. Never mind. You're insane. Um, it's about it too long anyway. Yeah, a bit of a disappointment then. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. No, no, a disappointment. not a disappointment. Just not, not a delight. I'm kind of a bit meh. No, it is a big disappointment. What's Massive it? disappointment. Oh, okay. you, you're some some sort of disappointment. It's not the good first as the first one. one is it's amazing. I love the first one. Love yeah. it. I enjoyed the first one. I, I won't mind seeing it again. But yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Cool. Is yeah, that, that that's everything? That's isn't it. it. Yeah. I mean, we're we're still considering that the main bulk of the podcast is to come. We're quite far in. Let's. Let's just go for it. Let's go for it. Everybody Um, speak at double time, it'll be fine. So, we're looking at 2011, looking back. What I might quickly do, because uh, Lindsay very kindly sent me uh, some interesting facts, is just a quick quick couple of little things about 2011. Uh, One interesting thing is it's it's got the most film sequels ever released in a single year. There were 28 sequels, which is interesting. And I thought I'd run through the top highest grossing films just so we can try and mirror that with oh, wait, our favourite films. Can we guess? Can we guess what the highest grossing film of the year was? I think it's pretty obvious. What do you think it is? Oh, no, I don't think it's pretty obvious. Mm, like, I'm looking I at my list and I'm thinking, actually, ones. I don't know. Was it Twilight? No. Twilight. Harry Potter? Was it Harry Potter? Harry Potter, yeah, yeah. Easy. Yeah, I forgot about that last Harry Potter yeah. was in this year. Actually, uh, to be honest, yeah, it's Harry Potter's number one. Transformers 2 or 3 or whatever <laughs> it was. It um, wasn't far off, to be honest. <clears throat> it made $1.1 billion worldwide. Yep. God. See, you people, Michael, people diss him, but Michael Bay is laughing yeah. all the way to the bank. Strangely, <laughs> uh, and no pun intended, strangely, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides um, was third. I, I thought that sort of came and went. Yeah. I can't remember. I didn't, oh, no. no. I just watched it. I think it's like the most successful Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. yeah. I, I, no one just went, oh god, that means it's no one seems to give a shit about it, but at the same time, it's made one billion dollars. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll chat about that one soon. One billion yeah, cool. dollars. Um, next up was Kung Fu Panda 2, uh, then Twilight, sorry, then Fast they Five actually, actually did better than I thought. Number six. Oh, that could have been made my surprises. Um, Hangover Part 2, number <laughs> seven, <laughs> Smurfs, number eight. What? Um, yeah, it's worldwide, this, actually, so it's interesting. Children think... have money, don't yeah. forget this, guys. And, and this Make is worldwide when... Fuck like children's more... poverty, it's myth. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that is more sort of universal, I guess, than some of the other stuff that did well in America and maybe not as well everywhere Yeah, else. I'm guessing that um, Human Centipede 2 didn't gross too highly. <laughs> it's number 11, just outside. Oh, <laughs> it was gross, though. 
Did you see yeah. it? No. no. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> like, no, I didn't watch that. I'm so proud. <laughs> Lindsay didn't get my awful no. point. No, I did, but I took it a bit <laughs> she, too She's trying to brush past brush it. She's trying yeah. to save you. Some Come on, carry on, Dave. Anyway, next was Cars 2 at number 9. Boom. And Rio was at number 10. So a lot of kids So how many of those films had a certificate higher than a PG? Uh, Maybe like two? Hangover, Fast Five. Twilight was probably Pirates. 12 or something. Pirates. No, Pirates would have been a PG. Actually, no, Harry, twelve eight. Harry Potter and Transformers might have been 12 eight. Harry Potter was 12 yeah. Transformers, okay, 12. But I think in 12 8, kids can get into it now anyway, with the, with a parent or with a, a dodgy looking... Yeah, man, I'd take adult. my six-year-old. Why not? Yeah, I, I don't have a six-year-old, but if I had one, I'd take it to see Fast Five yeah. and Hangover 2. You can't stop children watching Harry Potter, no. surely. I've, um, no. Also, Lindsay also sent me... <laughs> what did I do? I won't go through it. But Lindsay, it was on the same page, to be fair, um, sent me an entire list of all the notable deaths in the year. Obviously, <gasps> oh, yeah! Oh, obviously, that's always been a pet favourite of mine to bring up in the podcast. And I've got a list of <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez's final, finest, finest works of the year. Go! <laughs> There's about 300, so I won't go through them all. Darren was tempted to rush through them all. <laughs> yeah. We good time. Good this isn't the Oscars. Time. So let's fuck that off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Uh, there's a lot of people there, but what kind of montage are we going to see the Oscars? Oh, it's going to be... To be honest, there was some. there's quite some big names early on, and then most of the rest of the year, it was like, who gives a shit? Like, June... Their families? Whatever, well, maybe. But, um, yeah, it wasn't It wasn't too bad a year. Not, I don't know, it's good. 300. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of deaths, but a lot of these are like... You can who, make a film about that. Oh, to be fair, he was young. Oh, who? David Ngumbujara. Uh, yeah, who was in Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles and uh, Ned Kelly. He died at 44, terrible. Anyway, I don't know who he is. Um, he like eight. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. So, moving along, what did we think of the year? Um, I think we were going to start, I'm getting mixed up there, so I might be wrong, but we start with our worst films of the year. Okay, before building up, so we should have five. Yeah, we're going to start at the bottom, we're going to go person by person. And, so uh, my number five is Pirates of the Caribbean Ooh. on Stranger Tides. Okay. Didn't see it, but I probably agree. I didn't see if it. If it's right. as bad yeah, as two, I mean, three. I, it. I had a lot of films that were challenging for that title. <laughs> Hannah nearly made it. <laughs> X Men First Class nearly oh, made it. But ultimately, Pirates of the Caribbean was just so shit and poor, and it, everything about it was just shit. That it, it had to squeeze in. Number five, yeah. Paris of the Caribbean. Laura? Okay, I can decide between five, but considering I think someone else will have one of those in their top five, I'm going to go with the other one, and that is Tangled. Really? Um, Did that come out this year? Yeah, I heard really good things about Tangled. I October on DVD. But, well, <laughs> have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Sometimes it's not so much about bad, but it's about dis- big disappointments. Yeah. And I love Disney, and, you know... Um, I, th- I think on Facebook I compared it to other princess stories like The Little Mermaid mm. and Mulan and they're just amazing yeah. they're really good stories and they've usually you know particularly the women in them are usually quite strong and you know they've got fighting them this was just um, awful I don't know it The Little was... Mermaid gives up everything she stands for to be yeah, with a guy I who then ditches her it's not exactly a feminist and, narrative and the mother in it was all, you know it was just terrible it, <laughs> it, and just everything about <laughs> it was surface level the 
she was, the prince was, everything. The story was all just terrible. Damning, and that was fine. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I... Well, that's because it's, it's Walt Disney, so it yeah. I mean, <laughs> should I, be better. I thought it was quite far from Disney's best, but I, I, thought, I thought it was all right. I enjoyed it, but it's, yeah, it's pretty standard. How can you say that about Tangled and then say this for your number five? On, you haven't seen my number five. I don't think you're thinking my number one. <laughs> oh, Dave. But anyway, uh, number five. Uh, I, I get sent a lot of screeners, so I watch a lot of random films. So a lot of my worst list is, is popular with some of. quite odd films. My number five, to be fair, it's not awful. I, in fact, I thought it starts quite well, but then it just lost me and I got bored of it. And that was The Devil's Rock. Um, it's a horror film about them. Um, <clears throat> well, it sounds like some kind of porn with a devil having an eye on. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it's basically a, a horror film, um, very confined into sort of just a couple of locations. They should like merge human locations. centipede with devil's rock. Yeah. They <laughs> can do the centipede from All right, But anyway, <laughs> but it's like a, a World War II set, set sort of horror film. And it's got some interesting aspects to it. And it starts off quite well, but then it gets a bit dull, a bit repetitive and a bit silly and... It, it, the ending's really anticlimactic, and uh, yeah, it, it was a bit of a meh sort of film. So not awful, but pretty pretty dull. But yeah, that's my number five. Lindsay doesn't have a number five. I've only got basically two joint uh, first worst well, films. You're join us later. We'll join we'll join we'll and they're both fucking abysmal. Okay, okay you go for your number not four. In, oh, I can do that. I can four. do like voices in four. <laughs> okay, my number four is Beginners. Um, it had. You and McGregor okay. in it. I don't think it was a, like massive. I saw it in London, and yeah, I mean, to be honest, I've forgotten most about it. But I've it was, it, it, was, it was well, it was dull. <laughs> it was really, really dull uh, from start to finish. It, it was about his dad was dying of cancer, and he's he was. I mean, he comes out having, one of those having <laughs> a relationship with this this girl, but he. he <sighs> and that's worse than Tangled. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Because at least Tangled, you can I can still find some entertainment in Disney no matter how bad it is. Whereas this was just <laughs> dull. I was bored. The all of the rela- the relationships weren't really convincing, and and it just waffled on and was way too long. So yeah, beginners. Was it bad? As in badly made, or was it just dull? Is that the main big problem? Oh, no, I don't think it was necessarily badly made. Like the style was probably all right. Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't brilliant. Just dull. Was that it was just boring. Really Mills. boring. Yes. Because he did... Was he the one who did um, thingy... Oh, what's it? Pico... What's it called? Thingy... Ah! That one that... I, I don't know. I can't remember the name, but his first film that was supposed to be really good and everyone's banging on about it, I really didn't think much to either. So I avoided Beginners. I can't yeah. remember his I think it was supposed dull, to be some sort of like life story, but yeah. it was just boring. Fair enough. Yeah. Just wasn't ultra, enough drama ultra dull. Yeah. Yeah. Dave? Uh, right, my number four was one I've reviewed recently on the site, uh, and that was 3D Sex and Zen Extreme Ecstasy. <laughs> 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 no, it is basically porn. <laughs> Devil's Rock, Sex and Zen. <laughs> it was just not good enough porn, was it? Oh, Dave, Dave, I love you. To be fair, it had too much sex in it. <laughs> no. <laughs> No man, this, no real man would ever make the that thing was with this film. Well, Dave's no real man. I mean, I usually yeah. I wouldn't like go, seek out porn and review it on a website, but this had a You'd lot. Seek of, it out, you just wouldn't review it. But this, um, this actually, it was like stupidly successful in China. It was like, and it was, it just had a lot of press, and um, it, I, I was just intrigued. And uh, plus, it looked really. It's got a ridiculously high budget. The Sex and Zen films, the old ones, the nineties, were big successes. 
So um, this was like a... Big success. High, <laughs> like oh, a high-budget sort God of... God damn it. It is like... So, I mean, it's not like a proper full-on porn. It's just like softcore, like... That's why you comedy. Like it. It's like a comedy. You needed more devil's rock in it. An yeah. erotic comedy sort of thing. But to be, but it was, it was just a bit tedious. It's like some of the comedy was, was funny just because it was so stupid. It was everyone. These people with these like seven foot penises and things running around. What's stupid about that? It's, just, <laughs> it's it was it was vaguely amusing and it looked great. It was like they put a lot of money into it, like the costumes and stuff. Were, costumes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the the birthday suits. <laughs> but it was. Uh, but and it was sort of it had its silly charm from time to time, but it was just it it was just bollocks, and it was just I just got bored of it. And Do you reckon it'd have been better if they called it Confessions of a Chinese Window Cleaner? <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's what they were going for. No, come on, gotta be faster, Darren. Four. But it wasn't very good. Okay, right. My number four is <clears throat> the fighter. Yeah, that was. Oh, I forgot about fun. that. Yeah, that's I hoped I would forget about that, but I didn't. Fighter just. Yeah, I mean, we reviewed that, obviously, earlier in the year. Just really disappointing. Really sort of yeah. clumsily put together. It's just, just shit. You know, really we're shit. We're watching Treme at the moment, which is the TV series by the guys oh, yeah. that did The Wire, and Melissa Leo's in it, and she's fucking brilliant. And yeah. I remember her being really good in that film, and I remember Mark Wahlberg <laughs> being surprised and good, but everything else was just shit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hate it as much as you guys, but still, that was that was probably about. Yeah, I don't know if it made my worst list, but it's yeah. not yeah, making any list. Okay, so in three, come on, three. Oh, sorry, uh, three for me was uh, the tackle cause. Um, yeah, are you going to review any films that anyone knows? <laughs> um, last first number one is uh, the tackle cause. A great idea. It was interesting idea. It was about uh, the Muslim punk scene and and about this these guys living in a house. This. Uh, Guy comes over to study in America, this Muslim, and he meets all these other Muslims who are into punk and alternative stuff. But it is fucking awful. It's like, all it is is just, it's just like, there's no, there's, oh, it just frustrated me. It's it's just <laughs> a constant flow of just people. It's not bad, sh- Dave can't get his words out. There's no, there, there's no story to it. It's just constantly like saying, oh, I'm really alternative, I'm Muslim, but I do this and I do that. But there's nothing string it together. There's no fucking drama. You don't give a shit. It's just people just. Shouting crap at you. It's just, it was just bollocks. It was absolute bollocks. I thought it was terrible. But anyway. Okay, my number three is Jenny. <laughs> That's the one that was Jenny. Yeah, Jenny. Um, just an absolutely terrible, terrible, again, film. I don't, I don't know the books. I don't know anything about it. All I know is that this film is shit. And if it's representative of the books in any way, then I never want to fucking read it, ever. It's just awful decision to set it in Yorkshire. It's not and all way. these non English people putting on... Non-English people struggle to put on English accents anyway. They usually always resort to BBC English or, you know, RP. But then them trying to do Yorkshire is painful. Judy Dench, who's in it, doing Yorkshire, is painful. Yeah. It's just a bad decision. The Fassbender is atrocious in this film. Yeah. Absolutely atrocious performance. The guy cannot do accents in any way shape or form he, well, he couldn't do it in X-Men first class either and it's just it's just really bad there's no development in their relationship and it builds up like it's supposed to be something amazing but it, we don't actually see any of that I'm sure if you know the books and you know what they're supposed to do you may get some enjoyment out of it did they but... write a sequel to Jamie? eh? did they write a sequel? no you said books sorry oh, I was trying to be funny no, trying to be books. funny but it wasn't no. funny I mean sorry I've got to agree. The worst thing about their relationship, I have read the book, and the book is nothing like the film. It's incredible. Um, but the the worst thing about their 
relationship is the is the power struggle and how it changes and how it develops and and they just rushed it way too much. Well, nothing way happened. Way there was no development. And the, 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 yeah, Go. exactly. Three. Next one. All right. Um, three. My number three is Cars Two. <clears throat> uh, just Cars Two is better than Tangled. Carry on, sorry. <laughs> Carry on. Do you two want to wrestle this one out later? Yeah. Well, in a way, I, in some ways, yeah, maybe you're right. But then in other ways, it's like... I think Laws is a list of didn't try and be anything more than what it was. Cars 2, ah, uh, just... Well, Get your words out, woman. I haven't got anything to say about it. It, it was just, apart from the very beginning where, where um, the Michael Caine car was doing this big set piece like spy you know a bit like Michelin Impossible going Michelin Impossible Michelin Impossible <laughs> hey! um, doing all these sort of like daring defeats but other than that defeats what I don't know I can't to bed. Dave hang on Lindsay number two shut you're up, number two up. okay I've picked a worse one number two is in time oh, just okay. because it was fucking bad I can't believe so, that didn't make your number one no because my number one is the worst one I think I've ever seen in my life and <laughs> um, but yeah, number in just bad. We reviewed it. You know how I felt about it. Fucking awful. Darren. Yeah. <laughs> number two. Oh, my number oh, two. Yeah. Oh, okay. My number two is probably surprise you all. Attack the block. Oh, oh you're joking. We'll talk no. about that later. Two worst film. Oh, fuck <laughs> off, Lindsay. No, no, it's, on the, it's on the third list. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. The surprise but yeah, I know list. why you hated it, but I think the reasons you hated it, the reasons I quite liked it. No, it I just hated stupid. everything about it. I thought it was badly made, awfully Respect performed. Respect, man, recognise? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was literally, you know, I mean, my brain in my ears will never ever forgive me for subjecting <laughs> it to that film. That's all I need to say about oh, it. I enjoyed it. Two. Oh, number two. My number two was. Although, looking back at my list, I want to maybe swap it with number three, because when I started talking oh, about Dave, No, it it's too late. Anyway, but the second yeah. one was Cowboys and Zombies, <laughs> which, as you can expect, is just pretty stupid. Well, what's that about? <laughs> um, it's, it's a, dr- it's a love, a love story, story in, uh, between a man and his horse. Think, uh, Jane Eyre 2. Yeah, 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 that's <laughs> the one. But no, yeah, it, it was just... Back the dead. It, for its, it's mega low. Yeah, you a zombie. It's mega low budget, so got to give it a bit of slack, but at the same time, it just got a bit boring, and didn't... It, I don't know. It was just a bit dull. Anyway, next. Fair enough. Laura? Two? My mm. number two was Limitless. Okay. I think that's like Jay's favourite Surely that was Limitless. better than Um Yeah, no, I just thought it was awful. That's right. Uh, that what, I'm thinking of the right film. Yeah. The dude who can <clears> do <throat> anything on those drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awful yeah. premise, awful acting, awful... I just didn't enjoy it. Oh, okay. That's what we got Jay's dad for Christmas because Jay loved it so much. <laughs> you two should get together and watch films and fight. It'd be awesome. Okay, so drum roll. Somebody needs to do a drum roll. What's her number one? You've number two, Darren. Darren did number two. Tap the block. Okay, sorry. Tap the block. Drum okay, roll. Okay, so who wants to go first? I'll start. Go on then, Dave. My worst film of the year, which is going to annoy some people because I know, I think everyone else seems to quite like it on the podcast, is uh, Battle Los Angeles. You were fucking gimp. It was fucking awful. <laughs> you were a gimp. It bore the shit at me. It was just cheesy. <laughs> it was just. The films you watch and you have the cheek. I just didn't yeah, get into no, it. Yeah, no, that was I don't even remember this film. You never watched there it. There are much worse films than that. I really, d- I really didn't get into it at all. It was just it was that alien invasion. Over. I just couldn't yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I Dude, know. there was a crying soldier. He made a child an honorary soldier oh, so exactly. that he could fight oh, for human kind. Oh, I, I, I liked that. it. I it enjoyed it. shit like that. I forgot about it pretty much after seeing it, which is, you know, it goes on my meh list. 
Okay. Fucking so, worst film of the year, okay. Dave. Awful. Laura? <laughs> worst film of the year. Dave's not going to I'm like really it. genuinely intrigued. Worst film of the year, The Tree of Life. Oh, you're fucking Jerry. It was... Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, you, no, oh. So oh. Oh. That's a good review. My worst film of the year, Tree of Life. Oh, you're fucking <laughs> retarded. It is not, obviously not the worst made film of the year, but no. if, if I was to watch, out of all the films I saw this year... I'd have to poke my eyes out. That was... A, I will never want to watch that film ever oh. again in my life. <laughs> It was fucking bollocks on every level. Not in a kind of, I've seen Requiem for Dreams, so I never need to see it again, but I'll, because it's too horrific. Not in that kind of way. Yeah, that's no. fair oh, okay. enough. Have you seen Two Life, Lins? No, I hear it's a bit slow. Um, <laughs> fair, 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 I mean, I mean, I'd rather I watch Lord of the Rings extended on... editions than that. <laughs> I mean, oh, really? Oh, it was just terrible. Uh, I it loved it. Terrible. I thought it was brilliant. I mean, it's not in my top five. It was say. like the most pretentious film you'll ever see. But that's the thing. I mean, it oh, thinks it's not going to give you the meaning of life. It has nothing to say. I've never. Okay. Can I just say, just very, very quickly, I watched. I watched The Kids Are Alright the other day. Mm. It's a brilliant film. It tells me a lot more about life than The Tree of Life does. I'm not after the meaning of life. I'm just after something. If you're no, going to call you film me, that. no film has ever, like... In, it's more... They, all the growing up stuff with the kid was so well done. It's like... It wasn't. No, one, no one's <laughs> ever done sort of shown childhood so properly like that. It, just, it was just... I don't know. I thought it was brilliant. But it's not perfect. It, it's not in my top. Hang on a minute. Oh, isn't it? Oh, I was going to say. Should, what you but say it is in my top ten. I still thought it was. Oh, okay, it didn't make top five. I thought it would make me top five. No, no. I, 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 I thought it was great. I thought. I remember having this row at the time. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it works for me. I just. I was, it is a film you love or hate. Yeah, I was entranced by. I couldn't stop watching. I could have watched another. I quite like that about films though. When they make people go, "This is my worst film. This is my favorite." But they're always pretentious ones. Yeah, well, pretentious. I didn't find it you're pretentious, you're pretentious, pretentious in your own way. There at all. For me, it worked because it was so natural. It felt like <gasps> children growing up and stuff. That's it wasn't oh, pretentious. That Heaven, yeah. That stuff was that stuff. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But the thing, the dream sequence. The bits that I, I did not, I didn't like the bits with um, the adult kid. I didn't like the bits with Sean Penn. They were a waste of time. And the end. Was the best thing, But to be honest, <laughs> the bits with the, the world getting created and stuff. It was clearly just. Uh, Terence Malick just overindulging, but they were fucking so beautiful. I didn't give a shit. Yeah, and it's maybe <laughs> you know what? David Attenborough documentary. Take him oh. out and put with your screensaver. Oh, I don't know. And, and those bits as well. It was just more about making me think about what is what you doing after dinner. That what has created the universe. <laughs> I don't know. It just it made me think. Whereas most films that don't, they tell, they think for you, and it's it's just like okay, that's fair enough most of the time, but. I don't know. This... It just did the. I think that's yeah. the thing. It did the opposite for me. It told me things that I knew when I was seven years old. It's like, have you just discovered this, Terence? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, I don't know. And there's dinosaurs. <laughs> there were dinosaurs. <laughs> Why the fuck haven't I seen this film about the dinosaurs? That would have been. Uh... <laughs> what, Jurassic Park. They're only in it for about five minutes. Whatever. Whatever. Them. Anyway, Lindsay, what's your worst film of the year? Do you want to have a guess? No, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. It was the worst one I've ever seen in my life, and it was The Hangover 2. Oh, yes. it was, okay. So I think I'm the only one of us that saw it, and I genuinely yeah. am angry, more angry than I am with In Time that I, like, I gave it my time. I'm surprised. Like, not even a fucking monkey in a, kiss, in a Rolling Stones jacket could make it better. Fucking awful. And it's bollocks, and it pisses me off. It made, like, billions of pounds for them all, and that they'll probably make three or four fucking more. It made $581 million. <laughs> 
And I gave them like 12 quid of that. That's what upset me. 12 pounds you paid to see that. Fuck you. How did you get it? For two tickets, obviously not each. All right. (laughs) Not each. No, it's not that expensive. So basically, it's your fault then. Yeah. Basically, it's people like... And the cinema packed, cinema full of people laughing their ass off at oh, unfunny God. films. It's like, ha-ha, ah, this is not so Did you not want to take them all out, <laughs> Did not make you want to take them all out? I was tempted, but... You, you know. understand what... No, I'm not going to say that. Right, cool. anyway. Should we do our biggest surprises? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For yeah. me, there were two films that surprised me this year, although one of them is in my favourites list, so I'll leave that for later. Yeah. One surprise for me was just a, a bit of a minor film I saw at Celluloid Screams Horror Festival, and that was Harold's Going Stiff, the real so low cool. budget. Oh, yeah. Sorry, hey. the sequel to Devil's Rock. Oh, the porn film. No, no, it's not porn at all. Uh, it's it was like a, a sort of horror comedy drama sort of thing um, done in a mockumentary style about uh, it's set in Yorkshire, set near where I grew up. Um, which probably helped me like it. Was Michael Fassbender in it? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. Um, no, but. Um, it really, it, it caught me by surprise. I was at a festival, I saw a lot of films, so you don't always expect much from any of them, but um, it was it just surprised me in how moving it was for what initially th- looked like quite a silly sort of comedy um, about zombies. Um, it, it, it developed throughout the film to become really quite moving. It, was, it had me practically bawling in the middle of this horror festival, which is quite an achievement, and... Um, Tree of Life had that effect on me. <laughs> so no, it was uh, Harold's Going Stiff. It's probably not going to get much release. It, hopefully, it'll get a DVD release ne- this year. Um, sure you should check it. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest surprise. My biggest surprise this year was The Help. Yeah. I was expecting to absolutely hate it, and Did I didn't like that Dagenham uh, one. Have you seen it, Linz? No, but I've heard it's all right. Yeah. No, I thought oh, I really thought it was going to be full of over sentimental bullshit. And loads of that sort of black women going, mm-hmm, which yeah. really annoys me. But it is, it's not about being racist. It's just like, it's so stereotypical. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. There is a bit of that in it. There is a bit of that in it. But it actually, it, it's not, it's got moments of sentimentality in it, of course. And the, and the um, you know, some of the sort of, Bad characters are two-dimensional, but actually, it's got quite a lot of heart, and it's actually n- quite a nice little story. I thought. Fair enough. So Fair it, enough. Was, it was surprising. It wasn't as bad as I thought. I'm going to improvise because my, my, my biggest surprise. I'm going to change it because it is real steel on my paper. But actually, it wasn't that much of a surprise for me. I had a sneaky feeling. I was kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> Um, I kind of thought it was going to win me over, and it did. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> uh, you had a peek at your Christmas presents when they were under the tree. Yeah, exactly. So actually, it wasn't a surprise. It kind of was, because it could have easily been awful, and it wasn't. So I'm actually going to say Bridesmaids? No. I'm going to say Crazy Stupid Love in my biggest surprise yeah. of the year. I thought it was going to yeah. be atrocious. It's not perfect. Structurally, it's weak. It's not brilliantly written. But overall, it's really, really, really yeah, good. Yeah, I expected it to be a bit kind of shit. I expected it to yeah. be like fucking... Steve Cowell tends... He's hit or miss. And I was yeah, a bit yeah. like... Mm. Yeah. But it actually, it's made my top five. Didn't you do... Because I did just really enjoy it. Oh, fucking hell. You need to see more films. <laughs> Possibly. But I need well, to see less films with Jay. That might be what I need to do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it just really, really tickled me. But, yeah, yeah I With a bit more repetitive, it could actually been pretty... No, I think it's a very good perfect. film. Very good film. Yeah. So, Linz, what's your biggest surprise? My surprise was Attack the Block. I thought okay. it'd be shit, and I really, really enjoyed it. And was the surprise the... was that you were right for once? No. <laughs> I really enjoyed <laughs> it. 
No, but do you know what? I just, I know that it had problems, for, you know, loads of films. I found it really hard when I was trying to pick a number one. I was like, what film was flawless? And I couldn't answer that question. But um, I liked it. Like, I liked the fact that it was just the big fucking shadow monster. It was like an episode of Scooby-Doo in London. It was fucking brilliant. And yeah. it just really, do you know what it did? It really amused me. Yeah. And that was not what I was expecting to be genuinely just like, this is kind of stupid, but I like it. Yeah, I'm with you so, on that. I, I enjoyed it. I, I like I like simple simple genre films that just... It was a, know what doing, a little bit too right. complicated for you, a bit too no, it, was, it was too... Oh, no, it fucking pissed me off. It was just... <laughs> it's too American, too Hollywood. I don't like big Hollywood. USA! Yeah. USA! I don't like they big Hollywood blockbusters. I like, they did, didn't they? I like, I like my action films a bit more simple, a bit more... Like, um, I don't know, a bit more independent, a bit different. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I like the title block, I'm with you, Lindsay. Okay, let's go for the good ones. Remember... Uh, have we not got biggest disappointments? No. No, your list was entirely disappointments. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah, we'll have um, very similar ones, I'd imagine. Maybe not, okay. Dave won't, because mm. we haven't seen any of the latest pornos he's seen of the year. True, um, yeah. But... So, remember, if someone's got one and you've got a high one, stop them straight away. Yeah. <clears> right, I'll go first. My number five film of the year is Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. No. I forgot five. about that film. Can I have a number five? I'm really surprised. I liked it, but top five. Fucking I struggled for a top five. I'm not going to lie. Oh, <laughs> um, really, really shattered the illusion. Hated it. It's probably about 20-odd for me. You really hated it, didn't you? Lee? Yeah, I remember. I remember. It broke it's... the illusion, and that's the problem. Once you break the illusion, it was the same with the Lovely Bones book. Once you've shattered the illusion, that's which it. Which bit that broke your illusion? Yeah, have you not seen the other... When he stands movies? up and he's evidently a human and they're fucking the horse ride, it was the horse ride. Oh, really? and anyway, this is not about you, Lindsay, it's about me. Yeah, sorry. It's my favourite film, not one of your worst ones. I thought it was great because I thought it was going to be shit. And barring a couple of moments, I just thought it was a class summer production. It wasn't that cheesy. It wasn't that overblown. And it took its subject matter very seriously. And I thought it handled the origin story of the Planet of the Apes films really well I loved his set pieces I'm a fucking sucker for a monkey for True. a start <laughs> um, and I just I just really really liked it I, I thought you know really well handled yeah. really well handled it was probably my second favourite blockbuster of the year but, um, yeah. oh god Super 8's going to be in your top 5 no, oh no I forgot about that third yeah. <laughs> no, it's not in my top 5 um, no, no Hollywood films are in my top five, to be honest. Oh, good Are you such so a wanker, Dave? <laughs> no, no, no. But Which, what is your number five, then? My number five... Uh, well, this, this is the only Hollywood-ish one, actually, is Blue, Val- Blue Valentine. Oh, uh, I didn't see that. Was it good? It no. was very good. I, I thought it, it was brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. It's, yeah. uh, I'm getting mixed messages. It's not brilliant. It was brilliant. It was. It was. Battle of really... was brilliant. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was, just, it was just. Be- it was just incredibly well acted. It will tell you more life than about life than the Tree of Life. <laughs> no. Well, no, I'm disagreeing. That although I thought it was better than Tree of Life, but um, yeah, it was a little overly uh, depressing at times. A bit overly harsh. Yes, it could have done with a few lighted moments. I mean, it did have some, I guess, but they were just diluted a bit too much by everything being a bit overly horrible. But as I say, beautifully executed. I, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Cool. I struggled for my five, but I'm going to go with uh, the Lincoln Lawyer. Random. Isn't really? Random, but it was because partly because it was a surprise. It was just I don't really remember it being advertised that well. I sort of watched it at the very end of its release and. Really, really quite enjoyed it. It wasn't. Okay, question. Does Matthew McConaughey take his shirt off in it? 
Oh, does yes. he? Yes, yes. he always does. There we are, then. But, there we are. But you can enjoy any Matthew McConaughey film as long as he takes his shirt off. <laughs> well, that's every single well, one. Well, the thing is... No, there's just... one he doesn't, and I was really disappointed. <laughs> I just enjoyed it. It was, re- it was quite solid. It had kind of just enough twists and turns in it, and and was intelligent enough, and it was, it was just good. I just really enjoyed Fair it. Fair enough. Skip. It was. I was just thinking about films that I actually enjoyed sitting down and watching, and that was one of yeah. them. Yeah. And it sort of stood out as one that really I really did enjoy it. Partly probably because I was surprised by it, but yeah, there you okay. go. Um, sorry, Dave. Linz? Uh, my five, I'm changing it as, we, as I'm going. My, my five, probably Super 8, looking at the list I've got in front of me. And I've had Did to I just remind you of that then? No, 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 no. It was on my list, but I dropped it down the list and moved something go else off the list. Go but no, it. just, it was good fun. It's the same thing with Laura, isn't it? It's like, actually, I remember sitting down watching that film and really enjoying it. And yeah, it had its problems. Like, he'd never have survived the train crash and it was like watching E.T., but a little bit more up to date. But do you know what? Fuck it, I had fun. I, I like Super 8. <laughs> no, massive disappointment. See, um, no, that's... The, I think you set your own bar. You need to lower your standards <laughs> and then you spend so much time being happier. You know. I'm, I could lower my standards up in a lot of aspects in life, maybe, and I'd be happier. But Possibly. there's nothing wrong with that. Dave, number four. Uh, my number four was Snowtown. Uh, probably the most <laughs> difficult to watch film ever, but um, it was fucking impressive. It was so good. It was just, it was. I just loved the fact that it was so horrific without really showing much. It was just a, a masterpiece in sort of, I guess, the writing, the direction, the performances, everything about it was just uh, brilliant. But it's it's incredibly hard to watch. It's, it's horrific. What goes on in it? I don't think anybody's heard of this. It's a serial killer film. Serial killer film, yeah. yeah. It, um, it's, it's based on a true story, which makes it even more horrific. Um, about, well, mainly one guy, but also a few other people um, in sort of the backwoods of Australia who um, basically go around killing people. It starts off, they're almost like a vigilante group. But it gets up, it starts to get ridiculous, and they just end up killing people for ridic- no reason. And it's it's a it's a ridiculously powerful, like really good film. As I say, it's it's for a serial killer film. There's it, it does it tends to not show much of the actual graphic violence, um, but it's still really powerful. But there's one scene in particular. There's a couple of little bits of violence, but then there's one scene which is it, when it does show what's going on. It's like fuck me, I, I just yeah, it's. A horrific film, but it, it's sounds awesome. Yeah, I, <laughs> no, I, I mean it. I think it, it you should great. you should watch it. It's, it's I thought it was incredible, but um, but it's it's it's. Can I watch up. it with you and you tell me when to look away? No, don't wind up. Yeah, but it's more as, as I say. I think it's hard to watch a lot because it's just so bleak. There's Fair no enough. sunlight in that. It's really really bleak, but it's good. Okay, number four. It, my number four was Stakeland. Okay, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that. yeah. But again, I was struggling for, for top five um, because a lot of the films that I sort of watched and sort of enjoyed were middle middling. But um, I again, I remember I'm not expecting much. I'm not a huge gore stroke horror fan, but I really, really did enjoy it. I really liked the style of it. Mm. And, you know, and I thought there was one particular flaw in it, but other than that, I thought it was great and the journey was great and... You know, the scary bits were good too. Yeah. Awesome. My number four is Never Let Me Go. Okay. Oh, okay. Is how many good? I saw it last night. <laughs> oh, wait, hey, Lynn. Is the film any good? I read the book. Well, yeah, we can Dave about this. I, I, I thought the film was amazing. Like, really powerful. Like that film made me fucking think about life. It didn't preach anything to me, but it made me think about life and my immortality. And, it, you know, it, and I just thought it was really... It's, 
on the surface, it, you could it sounds really sort of pretentious in a way. It's quite poetic. It, it is about mortality and the meaning it's of life. It's a fucking about... brilliant book, though. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. <laughs> just absolutely. I just thought it was great. Great performances. Keira Knightley is still the weakest in it, but she's still good enough. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I just thought it was great. Just, just a beautiful film, really well made. And, yeah. Interestingly, I, I, I watched the film last night, and I... Bizarrely, I, I just read the book last week as well. I read the book when I was on holiday and because um, I wanted to read it before I saw the film and I'd love film sent it me before the holidays. Um, Classic mistake. So this is the first time I've watched a film straight after reading the book. And it's so hard, isn't it's it? It's so hard. It's it, so hard. The film, I thought it was... I could see that it was really well done and I like what... They, they've obviously changed the book a, a bit and stuff to make it work as a film. And I think they've sort of made the right choices... But it felt so slight after reading the book. They've skimmed through everything so quickly. And um, like the whole relationship between the sort of three main characters just seems really rushed. And it didn't quite work for me. But I think it's purely because I read the book so, so Well, uh, I, how do you film what's effectively an interior monologue? Yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's, yeah. it's always really difficult yeah. when you look at books that are all about how somebody feels. And then you put them on film and it's like, well, how, how's that going to work? But so also, it always ends up being a bit superficial. But you also, do- I think watching if you're watching a film <clears throat> straight after you've read a book, especially for an amazing book, you're always yeah. going to struggle. Yeah, always, yeah. You need to give it time. Yeah. Always need to give it time. And it, it was a brilliant book. I I've, I've, don't think I've ever read a book that quickly in my life. It was just straight through in like two sessions sort of thing. It's just, yeah, it's I mean, obviously, I don't know I the, book, the book, but I, I think I could tell you exactly what the film was saying and what she was feeling and the essence of it, and it would yeah. probably be the same. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got the same. And if not, who cares? It's brilliant on its own. You know, I mean, it's a great. Yeah, they don't need to be comparable, do they? They're two individual pieces of of work. Okay, go for it, Linz. My number four is Troll Hunter. Oh my (laughs) god! (laughs) Because do you know what? Because it was it was fun. You know, one best films of the year. (laughs) No, I didn't. I'm not. I'm not fucking. Um, it's Claudia Winkleman now, isn't it? But it used to be that Barry Watts' face. Barry you know, I'm, these are my best films of the year. I watched Troll Hunter. I laughed a lot. I had a cup of hot chocolate man. That was a happy bunny. I've been there were trolls for fuck's sake. How could I not yeah. be happy? I'm, I'm going to be checking it out this week, actually. It comes out on Monday, so I'm going to... I think review. Dave will like it. Yeah, it's we'll not see. perfect, but then cool. neither are trolls. You're just trollist. <laughs> That's true. So, what what what, the, what do you love most about it? It's, it's funny and entertaining, pure entertainment. Uh, yeah, and do you know what? Just that I quite like. I know you had issues with the way that they I'd, like the, comes on the camera. It was really shit. But the the how straight they played it, I quite like that. That you know, it was just the case of oh, okay, we've come across a troll, and this is this is their behaviour. We're like filming them like they're you know a species of animal we've never come across. And I like the troll hunter himself. I like the fact that he was just like fucking paperwork. Fucking red tape. Oh, I hate my job. I did it just like tickled me. It really tickled me as a film. I was like, this is brilliant. Fair enough. I'm waiting for the American Fair remake. <laughs> number three? Uh, number three. Oh, We're three. on number three. Um, mine was Thor. <laughs> I'll stop you there. I'll stop you there. <laughs> oh. We'll chat is about Thor that later. Is Thor your best oh. film of the year, Darren? crazy. <laughs> and I, did, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed Thor. But, um, it no. was brilliant. <laughs> Okay. So I'm not Dave, what's your it, number but... three? My number three, this is going to cause some arguments because I know... Oh, no, no, it's not. I'm talking about my ass. It was Demo, but I didn't like it. Uh, my number three is Kill List. Uh, has anyone... Did, did anyone no, watch no, it no. in the end? No, Dave, no one's seen any of your films. There's a serial killer inside of you. You've just done this that you can't be on. All of the violent films. 
But Kill List, I just thought it was it was great. It was um, Ben. I liked Ben Wheatley's first film, and this just ups the game. It's it's just really cinematic. It's really sparse and simple. And to be honest, the end does get a little bit silly. I can see why Damo didn't like it in that aspect. But it was just so well executed, and it was so tense. The whole film was just on the edge of your seat, sort of thing. And for a thriller, that's what you need. And it looks great. It was well performed. It was just really well executed, sort of simple genre film. I, I thought it was great. From listening to your synopsis, it sounds like you preferred Snowtown more than that. Mate, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's... No, the Snowtown, Snowtown you were like blown away. That... I think if Snowtown was was the more watchable, it wasn't a fucking <laughs> slit your wrists. Yeah, how unbearably. That how that's the thing with Snowtown. It was almost un- unwatchable. It was that bleak. Is it more bleak than Recommend for a Dream? Uh, yeah. No. That is Reckon, kind of Reckon for a Dream's got summer. This doesn't have summer. It's like fucking winter, 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 winter all the time. So it's just like, there's no, ever, never any hot sunny moments. It doesn't even start where everyone's nice and happy. Starts with them getting abused as children, ends with them all fucking murderers. It's like, there's nothing, nothing That's what nice equals, nice by the about way. That film. Dave, man, you need to <laughs> watch more children equals murderers. So that's the thing. With Snowtown, I think it was just a little too far in the sort of like unwatchable category, even though I thought it was amazingly well made. Whereas Kill List, it was brutal. It was, it was a dark, really dark, nasty film, but um, it built really nicely. It was more... It, it, it was a lot more entertaining, a lot more exciting and tense, and like I don't know, I really enjoyed it. Okay, fair enough. Lindsay, number three. This is going to annoy you. Drive. I I, I like Drive. Wasn't in my top five there. Do you know what? Fuck I'm you. glad we don't go to the cinema together anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if everyone looked the same, um, do you know what? It was it was sexy. <clears throat> it was odd. The soundtrack was incredible. There was a few odd casting decisions. Sexy. Yeah, it had a kind of... It helps that Ryan Gosling is quite sexy. But it was very... like I like how quiet it was and just... Yeah. I don't know. I just really, really enjoyed it. Moody, um, moody and yeah, you know, yeah. it was a little bit silly in Did places. Did it have much depth, Linz? Sorry? Yeah. Did it have much depth? Did Thor have much depth? It couldn't have had any less depth. It wasn't supposed to have depth. I know it wasn't, but... It... I don't know. It I just had... don't know. I didn't see it. So I was it had some depth. I think that... I think that he was... Um, he was he was a very watchable character because he said so little that there was always the expectation yeah. that there'd be some kind of revelation of this of this huge character, but actually he just yeah. he was quite linear in you know it was like I've got nothing that makes me happy, I've got this that makes me happy, I'll do everything in order to make and keep that, and then he just goes too far and then he just fucks it up and yeah. i yeah, I just liked it. it was kind of moody, it was really eighties, just I liked it. Yeah, it just felt different as well for for a thought. Yeah. Of, again, yeah, no, I like to drive a lot. Um, and there's, there are like, things that were wrong with it, but yeah, there's some things that are wrong with all of us. Dave's <laughs> a serial killer. Um, my number Paul. three is clearly going to get pulled. Someone's going to have this higher, guaranteed. My number three is Senna. Yeah, sure. But yeah, no, we'll talk about it later. Not yeah. in my top five, it's in my top ten. Go on then, Lynn, give us your number wrong. two. Is it number two already? Yeah. My number two is Bridesmaids. Really? Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know why? Because you you can never ever see. <laughs> Shut up. I thought Shut you guys up. quite liked it. You never it see you. genuine female friendships on screen. It's always like, oh, I'm going to leave you for men. Or, oh, I like you, but and then boys get in the way. And it's like, actually, this was a film entirely about girls and girl relationships. And you have friends like that that are like, oh, you know, everything they t- they do is perfect, and everything you t- touch turns to shit. And yeah, it was. Do you know what? It was refreshing. It's a long time since I've seen a comedy that's of that kind of tone that made me laugh. 
because I actually laughed quite a lot. And I was like, fucking hell, this is actually funny. As opposed to just being guys sticking the dicks in pies or throwing up or shagging monkeys. Or they did mention dicks a lot, though. Sorry? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that, with the, the, with the relationships. It did get a little ridiculous sometimes, though, surely, with the, the, the diarrhoea scene. But I think that's what she means no, by the see, tone of it. The thing, though, it did it once. Like, I hate scat, I really do. And, and actually, but I thought the diarrhoea scene they dealt with very well, like, because it didn't get into some kind of the shit everywhere thing. But, you know, like, when she just walks out and she tries to cross the road and she just sits there and she's like, yeah, it's happening, I'm shitting in the street. It's like, I quite like that. It was, it was right for me. But um, and it would yeah there wasn't there was no vomit which always always makes me happy because I hate vomit in films. Yeah, so do I. Mm. My yeah. number two, it's Thor. <laughs> oh, it didn't Jesus. make number one. Now I'm really intrigued as to what your number one is. I know what his number one really? is. Really, really? I haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. The second best film of the entire year. <laughs> yes, I enjoyed Thor, but it wasn't. Thor was the most fun I had in the cinema, if not oh, watching really? anything this year. Me and Darren were like recreating it in the aisles. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I, I found it a bit forget. I, to be honest, I can't remember what happened in there. It's obviously it's a superhero oh, film. It's just a blockbuster, but I just enjoyed every. It just tonally, it, it, you know about Bridesmaid work for you. Thor fucking worked for me. The comedy in yeah. Thor is me to a T. Like, it's like I had that kind of bright, not Bridesmaid, um, the Princess Bride. I had that kind yeah. of very knowing sort of sense of humour to that it. Played yeah. straight, and I fucking loved it. The comedy Which works. works well. Is he going to be in the Avengers? Yes, isn't it? Pardon. He's going to be in the Avengers, isn't he? Yeah, he is yeah. in the yeah. Avengers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it didn't. the comedy in it didn't go with the way you thought it would. It just handled it really well, didn't it? Like, it didn't go ridiculous and silly and really... Yeah. T- well, it kind of was. It was, but it not but it, in... Not, like, slipping in shit, sort of, like... Yeah, yeah there was a couple like of moments, like the bit like where you kind of... What, Hit the glass and then slid down. It, yeah. It's a bit silly, but <laughs> it's one of my favourite movie tricks. Yeah, but I don't know. I just, I just had a lot of fun with it. It had so kind of different, this kind of styles of like, you know, in heaven and and Asgard, and then obviously on on Earth as well. And it just worked. Yeah, think... and that set up from them being there to then them being like that in the real world worked yeah. in the real world. I think that. Can me, I ask? I... Is Natalie Portman in this film? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. That's suddenly all coming clear to me now. <laughs> oh, but I like it too. It's in my top five. Well, that's because you're a raging lesbo. <laughs> For me, I mean... I do, yeah. Natalie Portman. I, I was surprised by Thor and I liked it. Um, but it's it's quite low down from my list for me because I found it fun. Like you say, it was a lot of fun. It was... And the humour worked surprisingly well. But for me, it wasn't that dramatic. I was just a bit like... Especially the climax and stuff, I was a bit like, meh. I just... I don't know. It never really grabbed me. I just... I just, as a nice sort of fun little ride, I was like, yeah, it was good fun, but I'd ne- I w- I'm really not that bothered about watching it again. So really? I, it like... arrived, the Blu-ray version arrived yesterday, yesterday for <laughs> me. The 3D version, I didn't even know I ordered the 3D version. Yeah. But, but um, I can't wait to watch it again. I mean, that joke with the pet store, when he went into the pet store. Oh, that's the best. It's fucking yeah. brilliant. I did, I did enjoy it. I don't want to say harsh, but I, I just, I didn't, it didn't, it's like a seven on ten sort of thing for me. It's like, it's, it was all right. Did you, have you seen it, Linz? No, it's um. I'm really tired of superhero films. I just assume. Yeah. Oh, it's better than any. I do think you I do think you would. It's the best. I might catch it on Filmflex. Oh, look at me with my Virgin Media look. Yeah. Oh, where, where have we got to? I've lost track. <laughs> number two. <laughs> number two. Dave, we haven't had your number two. No, my number two. Oh, was that your number two? Jesus. We haven't my had number... Laura's number two either, have we? My number two no. was poetry, um, which was going to be one of my surprises of the year because not because I mean it got good reviews and stuff, but. 
I hadn't really read much about it. I only watched it because I was going with my friends. My friends were off to watch Tree of Life, and uh, this is going to go. But this is going to ruin my point earlier about Tree of Life. But I'd already seen it like the week before, and I was like, I don't want to watch it again now. So, However. so I was like, I watched something else. <laughs> I had a look what was on. I saw poetry. I had a quick scan on my phone. Oh, I got some more right reviews. We'll give this a try. Um, but it was brilliant. It was utterly brilliant. Um, really, really beautiful, poignant sort of. Um, drama um it's korean and south korean obviously and uh about a when i try and explain what happens it makes it sound really fucked up but it's not really that fucked up it's it's sort of some things are but it's it's really really subtle and but this woman her this old woman she's she finds out that she's starting to get the early signs of sort of alzheimer's dementia sort of things and um, and also she finds out at similar times that her son uh, was part of a, a gang of, of boys, sort of teenagers, who raped a girl who ends up killing herself, basically. Which sounds horrific. Right. And there's some real heavy themes in there. But what is good about this film is it doesn't, like, batter them home. It doesn't focus on the real nasty shit and, like, hammer it, hammer it in, saying, oh, this is all fucked up. Yeah, look at how fucked up this film is. Um it's really tender, it's really like subtle, and it's more just about how this woman copes with it, and about she, um, it sounds cheesy, but um, one of the main things in the film, and the reason it's called poetry, is because she takes a poetry class, and she wants to try and use, she, she sort of tries to use poetry to come to terms with these things, but again, it sounds cheesy, but it does not do it in the sort of traditional, sort of cheesy, sort of Hollywood way, she's not all by the end like, oh, this is all, it's all perfect, I can write away all my problems, and stuff. it doesn't do it like that, does it really well, and it's 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 a beautiful, beautiful film, and cool. it just caught me by surprise because that's in Dave's half yeah. an hour review of poetry. Yeah, yeah. anyway, <laughs> it was really Laura. My number two, True Grit. Ooh. I'll stop you there. Yeah, I no. forgot about that film. Put in. Oh man, I forgot about that film. Yeah, it only just snuck in this year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it surprised me. Number ones. Who wants to go first? Should, should, should I go first? True Grit. I think we know what it is. Yeah, because yeah. we know what it <laughs> is. Number one, yeah. Okay, yeah, True Grit was my number I one film. I think you know what mine is. Yeah, well, I think I yours know. and mine is the same, Linz. <laughs> is it Senna? We'll, we'll reveal that in a minute. <laughs> oh, right. Well done, she's ruined it. <laughs> um, yeah, True Grit. I just thought it's probably the most flawless film of the year, technically. It, it was just everything about it was brilliant. Um, it just it looked great it was well performed <laughs> even he was really good in yeah. it and it was just you know it is. It was one of those films that you get every so often where you just go that is just fucking incredible that's why you love, love film and come with it just they just nailed it absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. nailed everything about it yeah. and I just thought that's it that's a per- it's almost a perfect film you know it's probably not like I say I had more fun with Thor and it, it wouldn't be in my top 10 films of all time or 20 films of all time and I probably prefer some of their other ones in all honesty yeah. but it was just it's probably their most perfect film yeah. it's just like people who have just perfected their filmmaking mm. yeah I'd swap that for Super 8 on my top 5 I, <laughs> too late I really like it it is in, it's in my top 10 I think for me I think weirdly I like films that are a little bit flawed I think, I think, yeah, I, I've noticed. I think yeah. True Grit is was too solid and too perfect to be. How can it be too solid? Too perfect? <laughs> Perfection is boring. I think it's like, yeah, but if something does everything right, it's like I don't know. It it doesn't stand out. If you know what I mean, I don't know. But I, I did know, like that, it. That film stood out for me. I'm, I, no, I think on your I own. I did like right. it. I still thought it was great. It seemed like, it's like number seven or something. Oh, right, let's get let's get the two centers out of the way. They can share it. Share the spotlight. It, was it Senna, Laura? It was Senna. It was yeah. indeed. Yeah, I just. 
I sort of expected good things from it because when I saw it, it was already when it had been getting great reviews. But it's it still really, I still sort of really had this sort of, it can't be that great for a documentary, but it just took me. But the thing is, the what, no, I mean, I love documentaries. <laughs> David Attenborough, I love him. But, you know, it's just, it just took, it still took me by surprise. And I thought, actually, even though it was a documentary, it was probably really film-like. Yeah, And yeah. it yeah. could have been a film. It could have been a film about someone yeah. in a documentary style. And I thought that, you know, the people that had made it and found that footage and the way that put it together was incredible. And, you know, just such a, such a beautiful and heartbreaking story. Mm. Again, it's, it is in my top ten, but I think, I don't know, lower down. And, and the perfect sports film yeah. thing. As you know, I also wish Five Nights Lights to see it. Reaches a peak and then... That's why it's the perfect um, it, yeah. Do you know, it, it, what, the decision came from going, what film wouldn't I change a single thing about? Yeah. And every, all the others, although I did forget about True Grit, but there's probably things about I'd change. Um, I might watch it with subtitles so I can actually understand Jeff Bridges. But um, yeah, there's just <laughs> nothing about it that was changed that would that would I would do differently. I mean, I know you can't do it differently because it's a documentary made of footage, but okay. yeah, it was just you know you're right. It just told a very very. It was very well put together, and obviously somebody spent a lot of time and a lot of attention, and like it just stuck with me. Mm. So that's why it, that's why it wins. Made me cry, man. Yeah, wow. it was it was a good little film. And Can we just ignore Dave's top film? No, never. Oh, God, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> My top film, this is purely a personal taste choice, but I, my number one film is 13 Assassins, purely for the reason that I fucking walked out of that film with the biggest grin on my face. Oh, I thought you said the biggest hard-on. <laughs> well, yeah, I probably had a hard-on as well. No, that was Devil's Rock. I, I don't know. I, I love fucking like samurai movies and stuff like that. And you love fucking samurai movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit weird. Eh? Well, the boxes are just that. Surely you can't do no. that, personally. <laughs> no. But uh, a little hole in the deep. No, that don't. Um, anyway, the yeah for me it just I was expecting to enjoy it anyway, but it just it blew me out of the park. I think I'd heard that it was quite slow at the beginning, and then there's just a big action set piece that's cool at the end. I thought, okay, fair enough. But for me, the the first like two thirds, the supposedly sort of slow bit, was awesome. It was a really, really cool sort of to build up the team sort of thing going on, but classically done in the sort of samurai sense. Looked gorgeous, really moody, really, really sort of, it really nicely built up what was going to be the obviously going to be the big epic climax, and then the climax like forty five minutes of absolute carnage, and it was just incredibly done. It was just. It was mental. It was ludicrously over the top and and ridiculous, but it was so fucking well done and it was so exciting. And uh, as I say, for me, it may not be the classiest film. I mean, poetry is far more sort of poignant and beautiful, but this just... I'm not, I've not enjoyed... It's, a, it's what cinema is for you. I, yeah, I've not enjoyed a film at the cinema that much for years. I was just like, okay. fucking hell, this is awesome. I, just, yeah. I saw it at the cinema as well. I preferred the first half to the second half. I, I like the slow bit a lot. I thought that was amazing. I thought it was really well done. <clears throat> the second half was just a bit too over the top for me. Yeah. It didn't have the class of the first. Like you said, I thought the first half had That's a lot what of class. That's it builds up to for Dave. That's what you well, yeah, it's probably yeah, like yeah, perfect. Yeah. That's why it's a perfect film for Dave. Yeah. I mean, usually, to be honest, samurai it's like films... That, it's like what goes through Dave's head when he's having sex, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Got his little samurai swords clinking in the background. <laughs> just did an action there. That was wrong. Um, anyway, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just, it, it just hit all the right notes for me. I mean, usually samurai films... 
don't have as much action. They're not quite as over the top in the end. And I, I like that. I mean, one of my, the fa- probably one of my favourite films I've seen this year um, that didn't come out this year was Harry, Harry Kiri, which is another samurai film. But that was much more like sombre and like and deep and stuff like that. And that worked on a different level. But this, sheer entertainment and just... I just class as well. I thought it was really beautifully put together and I just loved, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So and Blue- I won a free copy on Blu-ray but from Twitch. That's why he loves it because it was free. No, no, I actually saw it. I actually saw it on cinema in um, Gainsborough, and the cinema was it was the actual experience of watching the film was a mess. The print was shit, and uh, they they put an interval in, which is fair enough. But the interval was like at the worst possible point in the film. Like, so theoretically, the film watching experience should have been awful, but the film was that good. I didn't, I didn't care. Um, So yeah, you went to a cinema where they still had a break. Yeah, yeah, games yeah, for games yeah. For, yeah, they do. So, Senna, yeah. True Grit, and 13 Assassins. Assassins. Spot the odd one out. <laughs> <laughs> They're our number ones. That's our number ones. And yeah. Special mention for Thor. Special <laughs> mention, yeah, special mention for Source Code, just because I know it'll annoy Darren. I enjoyed Source Code, but it's quite yeah, low down on the list. Do you know what? I didn't I hate Source Code. Did we ever talk about Ides of March? Yes, you did. did, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you know, yes, the yeah. more I think about it, the more it falls apart. Yeah. It's really upsetting. Like I've learned not to think about films afterwards because I've just been like, hold on, how would they not? And would they not? Did they not? And how would? That? And it's not good. It's not good for the soul. But good, yeah, because yeah, I, I was looking at it on my list and I was like, I did like that. Prestige. No. Sorry, that's a good one to do that with because you're talking the prestige. about circles. The prestige. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, it's been a long one. Let's end of the oh, year. Quickly, quickly yeah. look at what's coming out in the next fortnight. There's not many, to be honest. It won't take long. We've got Goon. That looks shit. Iron it's Lady. Rubbish. I hate shit. biopics. Rubbish. Mother and Child. That looks shit. How to Sell Banksy. Documentary about Banksy. Yeah, the one like two, a couple of years ago. Yeah, but this one's more of a normal There's still Girl with a Dragon Tattoo still knocking around, isn't it? Yeah, yeah we're, we're talking about what's coming out soon. But anyway, and then the week after the 13th, we've got Warhorse. <laughs> <laughs> The Darkest Hour, which has some awful reviews. I thought the trailer looked alright, but obviously it sounds shit. Margin Call, which is supposed to be very good. I'm interested in that. Shame, which is supposed to be very good. I'm interested in that. And Tatsumi, which looks awesome. And uh, Tatsuma? Tatsumi. It's an animated <laughs> film about uh, the life and short stories of Yoshihiro Tatsumi. Ooh. And uh, we've, got, uh, we've got some tickets to the press screening, so there should be a review on the site soon. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, <coughs> I'll, I'm off to India. See you guys in a month. Oh, yeah, we won't see Darren for a little while. Uh, as always, before we go, uh, check out the website, blueprintreview.co.uk. On Facebook, facebook.com slash review. Follow us on Twitter, at blueprintrev. Cool, I think that's everything. See ya! Bye! Like would be podcast hosted by inebriated people. That's Kai with the cracking voice and Heather's touched by evil. One thinks he's Spider-Man, the other is a ninja. It's the man I listen podcast, it's the Milkcast. Hey everybody, I'm Kai. And I'm Heather. And we are the hosts of MILFCAST, the Man I Love Films podcast, the unofficial official podcast of com. This is the podcast where we like to talk about what we've been watching, talk about movies, but mainly we just like to drink, be silly, and play a whole bunch of games. So we think every other week you should grab a drink, snuggle up, and let us make sweet love to your ears. Otherwise, we'll make sweet love to your couch. So come and find us on iTunes. Just search for MILFCAST. <laughs>